live from Studio 4 in Johnston Hall. This is Sports Talk with your hosts, Nick Ormsby and Austin Rook. Hello and welcome to Sports Talk. These are your hosts, Austin Rook and Nick Ormsby. How are you doing today, Austin? You know, I'm doing pretty dang good, Nick. That's good to hear. Can't complain. Almost done with the school year. Well, for me anyways, you're already out, but <laughs> just excited to get going. Let's yeah. uh, So let's dive right in. Marquette basketball. This uh, it was past weekend. We lost to Georgia at home, uh, 66-73. Uh, it was a big game. Could be a difference maker in a bracket spot near the end of the year for Marquette. What, uh, what are the takeaways from this game? What did Marquette do well? What didn't they do well? What's going through your head about this? Um, other than the fact that this team's painfully mediocre, not much. Um, Fair this enough, team, this team, this team's going to win the games that they're favored to win. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, and they're going to lose the games they're supposed to lose mm-hmm. without much in between. This team right now looks very much seventh in the Big East. Right. Right now, Middle of the which pack. which might not be be enough to get into the de- uh, into the ten- um. NCAA tournament this year, right? Because um, what it's top this team's three sc- usually this cre- Well, so last last year seven teams made it, but right. that's because every team had a really good non-conference right. record, and um, they kind of refrained from beating each other up in the conference. But this year, mm-hmm. I'm thinking more along the lines of five or six. Okay. And Marquette just screams an IT team to me. They, yeah, I agree. They're they have an identity which is just chuck threes until you make half of them. Right. And their defensive identity, although the last two games has been better, it's still not better. there. <laughs> um, they're still it's still a work in progress because we want I want to see what this team looks like when Harry Froling gets into the fold, right? Uh, in about in two games, um, Vermont tonight and Wisconsin on Saturday, and then he comes right. back the week after. Correct. Um, so it's a work in progress. We'll see what this team does in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of so having uh, a, I mean, it, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. so, I mean, it, it's a w- very much so a work in progress. If you lose to Vermont tonight, you have left yourself no room for error. Right. You have to p- probably have above 500 record in your conference schedule and win a game in the Big East tournament to even have a shot at getting into the first four mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Because Vermont is going to win their league, this would be a huge win for Marquette tonight. Right. And it's a home, and it's a home game. They should win. We're projected to win. We're at emphasis right on now. emphasis on should. Right, should. We're win. projected Vermont, to win the game. But Vermont is a very, very good team. They're very high scoring. They're in their last game against Bucknell, which, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure how I'm not sure how good Bucknell is, but they had four players at 20, 16, 15, and twelve mm-hmm. on offense, and they're very well, ba- very well balanced. They had the freshman of the year in the America East and Anthony Lamb mm-hmm. last year. They had the player of the year in the America East and Trey Bell Haynes. Okay, all back this year. Um, veteran team. This team is going to give Marquette a run for their money. They're not right. scared of anybody. Right. Um, last year they played Kentucky up and uh, up to the wire in their own building. Mm-hmm. This year, I th- or it could have been very well been this year, um, in the first week of the season where Vermont I think gave them a, gave, where they gave them a run for their money. Yeah. 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 So this team's not scared of going into any building and 
yeah. competing against anybody. They are a very good so, shooting team. They're averaging about what we are: forty six percent, seventy percent, thirty seven percent three pointers. Mm-hmm. The only re- the only way we're the only place we're beating them in is free throws. We're sitting at seventy eight well, percent. Not many season. teams in the country are going to be better than us at free throws. Right. It's just a matter of getting to the line. That's right. the problem. It's, it seems like at this point only Andrew Rousey has been getting to the line, mm-hmm. which is I mean you need, you kind of need Howard's some other kind people. of this past game, but it was more. It's just because he was taking so many more shots. I mean, this team does need to get to the line more. Yeah. Um, uh, too often they look for the three point shot, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a problem. Yeah, I look think for the three point shot. I, I think the that they, they what they should do is try to put the ball in the paint and then kick it out for a three. Mm-hmm. If that's the only open shot you get on the possession, then that's fine. But um, well, you're saying uh, put it down low. What about the lack of a down low guy for Marquette? Like, that's I been mean, a huge issue. Matt um, Heldhead. Seven rebounds and zero points in all 32 minutes of the game he played this past game. Like he had a terrible game. He didn't do anything for us really. What uh, What do you think is going to have to change? For one, Matt Held to start doing a lot better, and two to have well. So down low. when Harry Froling gets in the fold, he's going to be the starter. That's pretty clear. Okay. Um, it, part of it was probably Held going up against a better big. Okay. Maybe yeah. the first time he did that all year. Um, I mean, he did get the he did get the rebounds, but I mean, uh, I don't know if it was for lack of shooting. He just didn't want to shoot, but okay. it's kind of a problem if he's not if right. he's going to come up with zero points because we can't just rely on Rousey and Marcus Howard to get every single to just point chuck for threes. Him. Yeah, I I think that's probably a big reason why Marquette didn't end up beating Georgia. But right. uh, I, I also think that. Uh, you're only going to get so much production out of Matt Holt, and I think they mm-hmm. only they only need him to do so much. They might they might not need him to score, um, th- although the production would would be nice because it would it would space the floor a lot more right. for the shooters. Right, I agree with you. the uh, The other thing that I noticed about that Marquette about the game versus Georgia and in the past as well is that Marquette's still having a lot of foul trouble. Marcus Howard getting two within the first possession. Well, they don't know how to stay in front of their man. That's yeah. a big that's a big issue. They're not quick. They're small guards, but they're not quick. Okay. They're especially on the defensive end, and on the offensive end, they can't blow by anybody. So they're basically refined to working the ball around finding open shots. Okay. Sometimes, right. sometimes they take contested shots. Right. Sometimes Rousey like does. Rousey, Rousey does the thing. Yeah. So, uh, I mean it. it I think it's hilarious they named it the thing. As well. But I mean, you can only do you really can only do so much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that um, you can. And as a five ten and five eleven guard, you should be able to blow by somebody, and you should be able to stay right. in front of your man on defense. But if the guy's right. like he's lengthier than you, yeah. and his wingspan's much bigger than much bigger than yours, then yeah, I think he's going to be able to blow by you pretty easily. Right. Part of it is just. Uh, physical makeup but right. part of it is also defensive technique it's kind of a mishmash of the two okay fair enough the um going into just talking about the young guys that are coming up as now you're talking about Froling coming in mm-hmm. uh how, what do you think how do you think the season's going for uh kane and the other young guys well, Jamal, uh, Jamal Kane was really good against Georgia and Chicago State before that. Right. Starting to get into the fold a little bit. Once he gets some minutes under his belt, he's gonna he he'll be fine. Um, he's a freak athletically, probably the um, probably the greatest athlete uh, that Marquette's had in a while. Um, and he, and he'll, he's gonna be yeah man. <laughs> uh, but I mean, 
shoot, that guy's going to be a really, really good player. And right. Greg Elliott has already been really good on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. A little um, bit of foul trouble as well. Started but... against Georgia. Yeah. Um, maybe it was a little disciplinary thing for Rousey, but uh, the yeah. fact that Wojo picked him to start, it, I mean – <laughs> Granted, there aren't that many bench options, but he could right. have could have thr- right thrown now. around the lineup any any which way, and he chose Greg Elliott because he earned it. Right. Played extremely well down the stretch against Eastern Illinois. Played ext- played a great against Chicago State. Mm-hmm. Um, backed up that against Georgia. So, um, I mean, he's well on his way to becoming a solid rotation player for Marquette for a while, and he's going to be he'll be a really good player in four years. Yeah, I agree. I think if you give him two years, he's going to be. Oh yeah, doing stuff for Marquette. Even even next year, even yeah. next year, yeah. I mean, he he could be up there. I mean, he he could very well start next mm-hmm. year. I'm so. very excited to see where this team is going from this spot, just because next year this team is going to be very deep for the first time. Yeah. in since a while what, since we've been students, like three or four. It's years. going to be the deepest team that we've had since last year, yeah. and and last year, I mean, we kind of last mm-hmm. year we kind of had the shooting identity. We didn't really have the defense. Right. We struggled last year. With next year, bench as well. next year, yeah, with bench production, yeah. Uh, next year will be pretty good. I mean, we'll have Ed Morrow in the fr- in the fold. We'll have Furling for a full year. Right. We'll have Kane, Elliot, and John as sophomores. We'll mm-hmm. have uh, what Wasn't two? We'll have, at, coming in next we'll have year at well? least two freshmen coming in, including a twenty-year-old freshman in Brendan Bailey, mm-hmm. um, who's another six-eight player. Right. Uh, so we're going to be loaded in the front court next year for the first time. Since we've been here, right? Maybe since our freshman year, when Chris O'Toole in his sixth year and Devonte Gardner were still here, right. and Jamil Wilson, mm-hmm. um, maybe since and Steve Taylor, maybe since then, right? Um, we'll be that loaded in the front court with actually, I mean, good players, uh, and then uh, the back court is what worries me for next year because they need to recruit a point guard or a grad transfer, somebody who knows what they're doing up top. Somebody, well, I mean, so Marcus Howard's the only returning guard next year other than Greg Elliott. Okay. So unless you're going to play, right. Rousey's graduating. Rousey's He's gone. Senior. Um, yeah. So you need another point guard. Yeah. Bad. Um, you got Howard Hauser in the in the starting lineup. You right. probably got Froling in the starting lineup, and then you got two spots to fill. Okay. So. Like, see, I probably want to start Morrow right away, and then right. you, so you got one. It's going to so we'll be see interesting how it shakes to see. Out. Yeah, I'm very excited to see the next couple of next years. Next year's team, theoretically, minus Rousey, even though we're going to miss his shooting and his free throw shooting, right. should be better. Yeah. Should. should be. Should be is always the key. Should is the word of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Should. Well, let's. Uh, I think that's enough talking about for Marquette today. Let's. Um, yeah, for our sanity's sake. Yeah, let's right. Move on. Let's let's move on. I know you wanted to talk about uh, this uh, incredible. Japanese pitcher who's yeah. on his way to the MLB, hopefully, Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Uh, throws right, bats left. He's apparently got a wicked 100-mile-an-hour fastball, great slider and splitter, decent curveball, but he's also a great hitter on the other side. What's uh, what's going through your mind with Shohei? The fact that he didn't want to go to a big market, that's kind of surprising. He pr- eliminated mm-hmm. the Yankees first, which right. was, and the Yankees were the early favorite to get him. I read them from they an get, article. Yeah, they could have gave uh, they could have given him the second most bonus money of any team. The Rangers, which are still in the mix, they right. could give him the most. Yep. Um, and then you've got a bunch of teams on the West Coast plus the Rangers and the Cubs basically left in this fight. Right. Yeah. It's Dodgers, Angels, Padres, Giants, Cubs, Mariners, Rangers. I just hope the guy doesn't go to the Cubs just so that yeah. we don't have to face him. Um. 
Yeah, and the Brewers, they they had a slim shot at him, but he ch- mm-hmm. shot down the Brewers pretty early in the process as well. Yeah. A- after the big market teams. After, you know, yeah. Um, you know, of, because of the Why players. he doesn't want to go to a big market, I can kind of understand. And he doesn't want to go to a team <laughs> already with an established Japanese star, so that would that right. rules the Yankees out because they have Tanaka. Right. Um, the Red Sox thought they might have a shot because right, they I have the – Track record with uh, Dice K Matsusaka. They uh-huh. have a, a, um, a huge following in Japan and many Japanese translators and medical personnel on their staff. So, right. Um, I thought that might be a shot, but the fact that the Red Sox didn't get him screams that he didn't want one didn't want to go to the East Coast and two didn't want to go to a big market. Right. He so, even I, so to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think he's going to end up going to the Cubs whatsoever. I think he's probably going to end up going to the west coast okay or he's going to go to the team with the best uh most amount of bonus money right texas rangers right although i kind of i'm kind of inclined to think that he goes to seattle because of ichiro Mm -hmm. but also because uh, because ichiro was so successful there for so long right it's a great they have a great asian community in that uh uh in that town right um and it's pretty much the closest city to, to Japan, Japan in yeah. the U.S. Um, that's not in Hawaii. Um, right. So I think Seattle would be a good fit for him. They've welcomed Japanese players there with open arms in the past. Right. Um, he'll fit in there seamlessly. And I think that he's a better fit for the American League because he can DH and he can pitch every fifth day. Right. So you're not Wouldn't looking. You you're not looking. For, he's though? not going to be. He's not going to be an everyday player right. because if he's, if he's going to start every fifth day, he's probably going to DH maybe twice a week. Right. So I think the Mariners could find a way for him to play. Right. Um. Every three to uh, three to five days. Right. But uh. So you say National League would be, be a lot harder. National League, he would have to play the field. Right. So what are you going to do? Stick him in right field when he's never played there before? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to work, and especially if you want him to pitch. Yeah, no, not going to work. So I could say Joe Madden would have a field day with him, yeah. but I don't think I just don't think the Cubs are a great fit. No, I think I just want him to go there because it's the Cubs personally. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, they but, also have. But I mean, I'm trying to be. Pitching. I'm trying to be objective here, yeah. and I'm th- and I'm thinking logistically, it won't fit with the Cubs. Right. But if any, if it would they fit have with a any, solid lineup everywhere. If it would fit with any National League team, it would probably be the Cubs because I'm sure that they could find a way to fit him in there somehow. Right. But uh, I, I'm inclined to think that he's probably going to go to Seattle. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Him I, and Cano, Nelson I wouldn't Cruz. mind seeing him in, in a Mariners jersey, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to you're not you're still not going to go to the playoffs. But hey, I mean, it they're going to get a is. star pitcher, and he could attract in more great players as well. Yeah, and, spe- and, the and they could use a star pitcher, especially with King Felix being injured the last couple of years and aging. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed Iwakuma uh, back to another minor league deal, so they've got another Japanese guy that can get him acclimated. Okay. They'll be. I think it's probably going to end up being the Mariners. Okay. A wild card in all this is probably the LA Angels because they're technically not in a big market because they're in Anaheim. Right. And they have the best player in Major League Baseball and Mike and Mike Trout. Right. So that can't be overlooked. And they don't have a Japanese star. Uh huh. So they're not in LA, even right. though they're called the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Right. They're in. Anaheim. They're in Anaheim. Um. They're in the Anaheim market. Mm-hmm. No one – very rarely does anybody in L.A. talk about the Angels. They just talk about the Dodgers. So, right. um, technically, the, the Angels are in a small market. Technically, they have a – I mean, I think they have a very strong outside shot at this. Mm-hmm. 
So Mariners, Angels, maybe the Padres, maybe the Rangers. I don't think he's going to end up going to the Cubs. Okay. I could see small market where there's no uh, no established Japanese no established Japanese star, and he can just kind of just go with the flow. Well, so the only thing I'm thinking about now is with the Cubs, you had Fukudome there for a while. Would that be any type of? Was that really a Japanese star though? He was a player. He was a a decent player. He was a decent player. People liked him a lot in Chicago though. Yeah, I mean he was a decent player, but he's not um, superstar Japanese. Right. He's not Tanaka. He's not Ichiro. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not Hideki Matsui. Right. So uh, I think where he's going to choose will probably end up being the right fit, the best fit. Might right. not be the most money, but it will be the best fit. And yeah. For that, I think it's probably Seattle. Right. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, Otani to the Mariners. We'll see what happens with that. Could very well happen. Uh, him and Stanton both could probably be on their next uh, on their new teams. Really. Uh, before the weekend, when the winter re- uh, winter meetings start, right? Because twenty second is the last day he be, has to choose. It's going to be a hectic winter meetings, yeah. especially even if those two don't go anywhere, because mm-hmm. there's no, been virtually so other than other than Mike Miner going to the Rangers yesterday, there has been no hot stove news whatsoever. Right. So people are just going to be eating this up. Oh yeah. There's nothing else going on. Oh yeah. Expect well, something big to go down for sure. Nothing going on in the MLB. Let's move on to the NFL couple interesting things happened uh this season let's or this not this season but this past week let's talk about our uh, our good friend and idiot rob gronkowski and his uh people's elbow idiot in both senses of the word yes. because he's a lovable idiot right. but also an idiot an idiot idiot i think the best i hadn't seen the uh the hit until yesterday and i as i was scrolling through How? facebook my I god saw, i saw the uh a, a great video of um Gronk's face put over the rock doing the people's elbow to somebody, yeah, and I that thought sounds that was about right. absolutely incredible. That just sounds given about what right. I mean, it was more of a like a I, it, try to analyze my wrestling moves here, but like it's I don't. It was more along the lines of like a diving forearm yeah. rather than the people's elbow. But really yeah, though, I, mean, I, could, I see, and he used a robotic arm too. Yeah, which is kind of ridiculous. I don't understand um, why he tried. Why? I mean, like he's he talked about it. I read an interview. It's like he said he was just frustrated because he kept getting getting calls on for a player like Gronk to lose his head it takes a lot he's he's had what three fines in his entire career he's had three two suspensions in his entire career this is now the third like you know it's funny because I don't know if you watched Monday Night Football last night but I watched a tiny bit of it I don't know if you saw the uh Juju Smith-Schuster hit I did not so he sent Vontez Burfecht onto a stretcher with a crackback block okay. and stood over him and taunted him. Of course. But so. yet, they're not going to talk about him this morning because it's because Gronk it's and Gronk. the Patriots. Right. So, um, there's just such a double standard, and I hate watching the four-letter network because of it. Yeah. Um, they're a, uh, I wouldn't even call them a network anymore. It's, yeah, it's basically a glorified version of t- uh, TMZ. Yeah. Um, Fox Sports is making its way up. I'm actually really happy yeah, about that. They're not much better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't turn on but, Fox better Sports. I don't turn on Fox Sports unless a game is on. Right, unless Marquette or P- or Providence Brewers is playing, or the Big East, or, or yeah. yeah. I mean, so um, unless there's something national going on, like a game, right? Eh, not happening. Right. Um, and the same thing honestly goes for ESPN. Um, the whole Gronk thing, yeah, one game is probably right. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see the suspension upheld, and you know that's fine. He um, said he wasn't going to go in and try to um, not. Well, he's he appealing. Trying to co- he, wait, he is now? He is, yeah. Oh, uh, the appeal is being heard, like, 
as we speak. No, when I when I read and it, he'll know by said Thursday. He wasn't going to appeal. No, no, he, okay. he's appealing. Uh, everyone appeals because it's their right, and because all the NFL Players Association wants players yeah. to appeal all disciplinary matters. So I do agree. I think it will be. He's appealing. Then. It'll Definitely. be upheld for a game. That's my that's my guess, and that he'll yeah. miss the Miami game, but he'll be back for Pittsburgh. But it's Miami, so who cares? It's Miami. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the league probably wants him back for Pittsburgh. Let's be honest, because right, it's the game of the week in. that week. Right. Um, and their ratings are already down as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, <coughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, he was a complete idiot for doing right. it. Um, but he and he, I completely agree. He should have been suspended. Uh-huh. And I mean, this is coming from a Pats fan here. Like, right. I'm just trying to be objective and look at the big picture. Right. And I think that, um, yeah, he absolutely deserved to be suspended. Yeah. Um, did he deserve to get four games or as long as Trey Davis White is out for no because of his track because he has no track record right he's had two um, suspensions and most of them have been for fine he said two suspensions and he's had three fines and two of the three the fines thing that I hate about this whole thing is that the people were people so many people were writing slander articles about the Patriots in the last two days right because Which, they mean, were just the because they're literally years. they're literally sitting on their hands Nick they're sitting on their hands and they're just waiting. Yeah. They were waiting for something to happen with the Patriots, and then they had that they had that article drafted, yeah. and they were like, "I'm so ready to rip the Patriots right now." Right. And then right as Gronk, ha- right as that Brady outburst happened and that Gronk thing and the Gronk hit happened, yep. they were just like, "Publish." Yeah, exactly. They're just sitting on their hands, waiting for it to happen, and sure enough, it happened. Mm-hmm. And they com- released an article based on no fact and complete hyperbole, right. and that's what you get, Bleacher Report. Sounds like I don't know if you read Brent Sobleski's article on Bleacher Report. No, if you get I the chance to read it, because it will make you laugh out loud. Fair. All right. It is the worst piece of journalism I have ever read from that site in my life. Interesting. And I have read some crappy pieces of journalism from that website. I'll definitely have to look at it then. It's awful. But I, I 100% agree with you. I, everybody's Based just on sitting, no on, fact. sitting on pins and needles, no fact. waiting for the Patriots to do something. That is deemably negative. People saying that Gronk ha- Gronk's a thug. He has a track record. BS. He has zero track record. BS. His fines have been for celebrating touchdowns. Those have been the last two fines. And people gone. and part of that article was saying that Tom Brady is too demanding in quote unquote He's of his teammates. Not. What a load of crap. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback in the world. Don't Anybody you want just, your just quarterback to be demanding of your teammates? Exactly. My God, get a life. Jesus. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Since rant's over, let's move on to the uh, the Eagles getting their second loss of the season to the Seahawks, 24-10. to 10. I know we talked about this a little bit uh, last week before the game happened, and you were saying that this was going to be a big, big factor on the Eagles. And, I mean, from, from what I, I saw part of the game, but from what I read about it was – People were bl- saying there was faults in the defense, and Russell Wilson was on fire. Do you agree with that, or do you think it's do you think it's more Russell Wilson being having a great game, or more the Eagles' defense not having a great game? Um, the Eagles played pretty sluggish for the first three quarters of that game, but I think more than likely it was probably Russell Wilson because okay. I th- you think you're seeing him turn uh, he he's kind of turned turned it up to ten, if you will, on the amp. Right. Because um, they need to, because they're not. Because they have they have no running game. Right. He is the running game. Yeah. Uh, he's making plays out of nothing, and that and that in and of itself has led his team to eight and four. And I think that he should be. He's not going to win MVP this year, unless Carson Wentz drops off a complete cliff in the last four weeks of the season. Uh huh. 
and and Wentz was fine against Seattle. Right. He wasn't expect he wasn't one interception, but wasn't spectacular. He wasn't himself, right. but uh, over the course of the season, he wasn't MVP Wentz, but right. he's still very much the leader in that race. Um, but if Wilson continues to have a, the great uh, great four games and into the postseason. Yeah, right. I, I I think he needs to be up there for MVP just because he's doing absolutely everything for his team this right. year, and I, I and I've always been a proponent of most uh, most valuable player with the emphasis on valuable. Right. And if the Seahawks Not lost Russell Wilson, best. their season would be over. Just right. like if the Patriots lost Tom Brady, and we just saw like the Packers, if the Eagles lost Carson Wentz, and the Packers lost Rogers. When the Packers lost, although the Packers are kind of treading water right now. Right. He's um, back. He's uh he's back. We, on he might the be IR. back in two weeks. Yeah. Um. With the, and I don't think it's going to be enough for the Packers to make the playoffs. But I don't either. Not with the Seahawks playing it the way they are right now. If Russell Wilson. Keeps right now, up, the Falcons no are. Chance. Right now, the uh, I believe either Carolina or Atlanta is the sixth seed, and they've okay. got. A, they already have a two-game lead on the Packers. Okay. So I know well, la- last Fal- week it was Carolina. The Falcons are actually. They might have five losses, so they might have a game lead on the Packers. But I, th- okay. I want to say. I mean, Packers have an outside shot, but. They're gonna need Aaron they would, to come If back they ended up tied with Atlanta, miles. they would not get the tiebreaker because Atlanta beat them earlier in the year. Right. Um, I, yeah, I mean, uh, the emphasis – going back to the Russell Wilson point, the right. emphasis has to be on valuable here. Okay. Russell Wilson arguably is the most valuable player to his team this year than anybody else in the league. Okay. Uh, and that's not Skip Bayless hyperbole. Right. That's a fact. Right. He, when you're ba- when you're being when you're reliant on Russell Wilson for two phases of the offense for right. both phases of the offense both right. running and throwing yeah yeah I would say he's pretty dang valuable I would say give him a raise at that point I would say <laughs> well I mean I think he did get a contract extension recently but uh, um, that guy is indispensable and if you put a backup quarterback in you lose you lose a whole dimension of your game right, right now right. Um, be like if the Titans put in Castle instead of Mariota, or as we saw with the Packers, or Hundley you put Hoyer over. instead of Brady. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a drop off. All right, I yeah. mean, uh, do I think that the Seahawks are good enough to go deep in the playoffs? No, there are teams say. better than them. Right, I don't. Know and unless they're there. playing at home. I don't Which think it. I don't think it's going to work out. They well. won't get home field advantage because they're such a low seed as well. So. So you're looking at if the well. So the the key is the Rams playing the Seahawks in two weeks. What about <coughs> the Rams playing the Eagles this Sunday? Is that big as well? Rams, man, if they get through that gauntlet, they're they if they might be my Super Bowl pick, honestly. Okay. Although I would. That, that was another thing I want to talk about. The Rams have to beat the Eagles this week. The Rams have to beat the Eagles this week. That division's still up for grabs. As, right. long, as Seattle's kind of just been middling mediocre all year, and they're kind of on a little bit of an uptick, L.A.'s been pretty consistently good. Right. L.A. has to beat New Orleans, Arizona, Philadelphia, and Seattle in right. four straight weeks. I think they can and beat And that the division Saints. is done. They well, they beat, beat the Saints, Saints already. Right. They beat the Saints already. They, they beat Arizona, Arizona last be, week. Yeah, Arizona will be a good game. But I think Arizona, next two Arizona they beat last week. And then you've got Philly this week, Seattle the following week. Mm-hmm. I really think if they get – well, if they get through that, the division's over, Right. first of all. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I think they can do it, especially with uh, Seattle struggling. Um, although, no, they played in L.A. the last time, I believe. So yeah. Play up in Seattle. Right. Ooh, in that's going to be a good in one. In the winter. 
That's gonna be a good one. Yeah. And Seattle could very well still still win that division, and then you've uh-huh. got you've got the L.A. Rams that the Packers would have to uh, hop over, which would not be possible even with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't think so. Packers are playing the Browns this week, so you're looking at seven and six. Should be an easy win there. Yeah. You're looking at seven and six with Carolina the following week, and then two divi- and then game. the game against Minnesota and a game against Detroit. Those should be two wins at the end of the season. Hope I mean for them. Hope you're looking at probably nine and seven for the Packers. Right. I don't think that's going to be enough to get them in. I don't think so either. I think that the biggest thing that's going to happen this next week, the next two weeks, is if the Rams, if the Rams can keep it close with the Eagles, I'm going to give them a win over the Seahawks. But if they get blown out by the Eagles, I don't think they have a chance. I don't think they're going to get blown out. Um, if Alec Ogletree is healthy for the Rams, that middle linebacker, I think they'll be all right. Okay. Um, I, I really do. The defense is getting a little bit better. Right. Um, Wade Phillips is the coach that the he does wonders for teams in his first year. Uh, as their D coordinator, um, they'll put up points. Right. So I'm not that concerned about the Rams against the Eagles. Um, the matchup, I think, where they might be a little susceptible is I think Wentz thrown to Alshon Jeffrey deep or Torrey Smith deep. Okay. That might be a problem. Other than that, I mean, I think this game really honestly could go either way. Yeah. I think it's going to be – I I mean, I'm hoping – Even if the Eagles had beaten Seattle in Seattle, game. I would have kind of said toss-up. Okay. Even if they had looked impressive, I right. would have I would have said toss up because I believe I want to say that they're playing in Philadelphia, but I'm not entirely sure. Oh, uh, although the, I, I don't, don't think the Rams either. would have three straight road games because they played Arizona and Phoenix, they would play Philly and Philly, and they're playing in Seattle. So my guess is that they're playing at home at the Coliseum, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, let me look real quick, actually, and I'll let you know. Oh, it doesn't have this week's up on the schedule, so never mind. Um, yeah. I agree. I think it's going to be interesting. Okay. Point point yeah. over. You agree. I agree. All right. <laughs> show over. <laughs> All right. Well, show's not over just yet. There is one more thing. Damn. That uh, I wanted to talk about at least. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. December 9th, we've got the MLS Cup battle. Mm-hmm. The rematch of last year, Toronto versus Seattle. It's supposed to be uh, high freezing and snow flurries in the afternoon in Toronto. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's going to affect the game? I know Seattle won last year in PKs. Uh, Toronto's up for the first team to uh, another chance to win the domestic treble, uh, which is I the think Canadian Toronto's Cup. clearly the better better team here, and I think that Toronto will end up winning. Right, based on the sole fact that they have Giovinco back, they have Altador. Um, Even with Altador's in, uh, injury from last week, I think the, I think he'll find a way. Um, I, I, I the team's too too good this year to lose this one okay last year's team was a bit a bit different mm-hmm. they weren't the number one seed last year they weren't the favorite last year kind of snuck in under the radar yeah um this year very much on the radar right supporter shield winners so they could be and i know you said this before we started recording that they right. could be the first treble winners yep um if they win mls cup with right. the canadian uh canadian cup trophy and the supporter shield. and the supporter shield which is the best record in mls right and then the mls cup Right. So I think that they're going to be the first team to be able to see and actually do it. I think think Seattle could make a game of it for a half. Right. But I think Toronto will end up winning. I think that combination of Giovinco and Alstor is going to be three to one. Too deadly. Three to one. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it being. I could honestly see them shutting Seattle out, to be honest. The way that their defense is playing right now, they haven't allowed very many goals. 
the the go- the last two games they played it was it was one zero and that was it mm-hmm. like they didn't let any goals up in the mm-hmm. quarterfinals or semifinals excuse me so not overlooking Seattle I just think Toronto is very uh, yeah m- very much so I think team. Seattle winning it last year was enough to have it was enough for them I think I agree with you I believe Toronto what do you think play. of Brad Friedel being the new coach of the Rebs. I don't know who Brad Friegel is, but you I don't know who Brad Friegel. Is. Have you watched Fox? Have you watched Fox co- uh, soccer coverage lately? Not not lately, but not like well, he used to. He was doing their it. Champions League games and all that oh, stuff. Okay. Um, he kind of has a fake British accent, even though he's from Ohio. But he was in, in England so long that he has pretty much <laughs> got a fake <laughs> British a fake accent. accent. Oh, that's funny. I think he's probably going to bring a sense of toughness to the Revs for the first time in a while. Okay. Uh, whether, whether I mean the Revs are going to be completely new new next year. They only right. have like. 11 players under contract right now. Okay. So we'll see what happens, but I mean, can only go from uh, go, can only go up because the Revs right. perennially suck every year, so right. we'll see. What do you uh just just a quick little aside, what do you think about Columbus? Do you think they're going to be either going to stick their team's going to stick there after their cup run or uh, I I would like to see the Columbus crew stay in Columbus, but I would too. Especially with that cup run they made. They made it to it's the gonna semifinals. Look, it's going to look so weird with them being in Austin, Texas. Yeah. I think that just be, if Toronto wins, they have even more reason to stay in Columbus because they lost 1-0 to the few, I, what could be the MLS Cup winners. I think they're gone. I think that owner has a vendetta. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think they're as good as gone. As Fair much enough. as... No one wants to see them go. Right. Except for that one what, person. They have, they have the Houston Dynamo down there right now. Why do they need another team in, in Texas? Yeah, and San Antonio wants an oh, expansion yeah. team, and Dallas already has a team. Well, Frisco, yeah. but still. I know they're, um, they're the new expansion. I know Nashville is one of the big cities. Nashville is probably going to get a new team. Which is Cincinnati super awesome. might get a new team. Right. I was hoping for those two. Was Nashville and Cincinnati were the two. I think Buffalo was one of them. Uh, Sacramento was another one. Detroit was another that one. Was, okay, yep. Um, and yeah, then whenever right David now, Beckham gets his Miami crap together, right? Uh, well, they got the LA, the new LA team, the new as LA well. team coming in next year. Yeah, so Nashville would probably be for night ni- for twenty, I guess, because yeah. it's a brand new team. Yep. Um, I think I, hope, I, I hope think it's Nashville. I think I, I think it's going to end up being Nashville and Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, and then you'd end up having what twenty four, three, Twenty four. There's, there's twenty one teams right now. It is twenty one. Yeah, there's twenty one teams right now. So LAFC would make twenty two, and then yeah, okay. Twenty four is fine. Leave it at twenty four. Yeah, but they're just going to make. Divisions. And this eventually is going to end up being thirty. You realize yeah. that, right? Oh, eventually. It's never going to stop. They should. They should start bringing up. They should break it up into four divisions now. At twenty four teams, put four six team divisions. Top two teams make it for playoffs. I think that would be a lot easier than doing this in this half this twelve and twelve, east and west. Or so you got twenty four teams. Uh, four divisions, right? Six in each, and then maybe you could have. Um, you take top two plus a wild card from each um, each conference. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Like I think that that's kind of what they do with the NHL right now. Yeah, and even that's kind of screwed up. I wish they would just go back to the normal playoff yeah. uh, system. That was fine. Yeah, but unnecessary. <laughs> it is what it around. is. <laughs> it, unnecessary. And before we before we sign off, speaking of NHL, you hear the Seattle might be getting a team. No way. Yeah. So the Everybody's news, the news an expansion. <laughs> so the news is Seattle would be a very good market for NHL. Yeah. Um, I think that would be – it's it's up there. It's a great area. So they're doing renov- – the city of Seattle um, approved like a multi-million dollar renovation to Key Arena where the Sonics used to play. Okay. Um, and 
they're looking for uh, they're doing that in participate yeah. um, um, anticipation mm-hmm. for an NHL team to come you to the city. You don't think they'd start with an AHL team up there because no. they just they just expanded with the Vegas team as well. I think, uh, and I think Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, really wants Seattle to okay. be really wants Seattle to be in it because that market really isn't cornered in the United yeah, States. It's that's a Canadian market. That's going to be fantastic with what Seattle they are, Sounders right there. The they Seahawks are less than an hour from the Canucks. Yeah. I still think that they should bring the Sonics back. Yeah. But hey, I mean, it is Seattle move the Memphis Sonics. The Memphis Grizzlies are kind of in turmoil Don't right now. Don't move Memphis. I love the Grizzlies. <laughs> Their coach Memphis is gone. Gri- so but. so Memphis Grizzlies are kind of <coughs> kind of in a little bit of uh, flux right now in their right. ownership. They moved to Seattle. Could have an NHL team and an, a- and an NBA team playing in the same arena. Seattle would be juiced again. Right. That would be awesome. They would make it another. I, it would make it even more of a major city. That, at that would point. be awesome. You'd have, four, four, you'd, you'd have a four yeah. sports teams in Seattle for the first have, time ever. Yeah, the Big Four, and that's what are the t- what do the cities have that? Uh, Chicago, Boston, Boston, um, Dallas, Dallas. Who else? Uh, L.A. Mm, Hockey. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you've got. Jeez, we can debate this forever. Yeah, there's so many. There's so Minnesota. Many yeah. Minnesota, yeah. Um, Definitely. New York, but yeah. Right. I mean, um, Seattle would join that list. Uh, that could be big things for Seattle, and that would even help. I guess you could like, say Portland Miami as well. Portland is an hour away from there. That would help them as well, just because you have a basketball, another basketball team right there. Then you Seattle, have I right want there. the Sonics to come back. I don't think they should have ever left. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if it'll be the Grizzlies, but. It very well could be. I don't think they're going to make an expansion team in the NBA. The Grizzlies yeah. would end up having to move. You'd have to move a team, yeah. Who um, else is doing really poorly? That could. No one, really. Yeah. No one. Or the, ja- the Jazz, maybe. Utah Jazz. Yeah, but Utah uh, Utah has – they support their team right. very well. They're, they the, really they're have, the only team there. Yeah, yeah. That's so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I'd be interested to see if maybe they, uh, what they would call a potential NHL team in Seattle. Uh, I don't know. That, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, like so, swamp uh, monsters or something. Cool. <laughs> Even though there's no swamps in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, what are you going to... They could do it. The Seattle Raindrops? I mean, yeah. what are you gonna, the Seattle Starbucks Cups? Uh, the the Thunderstorm. The, the, basi- the, thunder. the Seattle Basic White Girls? Yeah. Uh, Seattle Thunder. There you go. The I mean, Seattle Mountains. I mean, that's not close to the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> no, no, we're good. Different right. areas, different areas. Debate for another day. All righty, well... Austin, today's been a great show. We got a little off track, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Always a good time. Uh, thank you for, I mean, thank you for coming and showing up again for the show that you are also on. So that's Of course, <laughs> even though I was late getting here this morning <laughs> yeah, because right. I was asleep. <laughs> Not it's, a problem. Show's impo- more important than sleep. Hey. All right, well, thanks for listening, folks. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time.